0: Trigger warning, the podcast you're about to listen to may contain sexual and violent acts committed against men, women, and children. If such acts offend you in any way, please do not listen any further. This podcast was made for an audience of 18 years and older and contains mature and explicit content. Also, this podcast may also contain a high level of profanity, and explicit language. If such things offend you in any way, shape, or form, please do not listen to the podcast any further. This is your last trigger warning. If anything that I mentioned above offends you, please do not listen. Thank you. Warning. The cases that I talk about here are under the assumption that the individuals that are accused allegedly committed these crimes unless they have been convicted in court for the, tri- for the crimes that they have been charged with. This is by no means me making any kind of accusations whatsoever. I am simply commenting on news articles and stories that have been shared with me through individuals who may or may not have experienced these said stories. This is not fact. This is purely My opinion, unless they have been through court and they have been convicted. Please understand that moving forward. Thank you. Hey, everybody, this is Jeremy with the Man Apart Podcast. This is going to be episode 38 titled The Bethel Girls Crying to Go Home Valerie Lopez's Story. So, Valerie is another Bethel Girl survivor. Who has reached out to me and Sabrina and wanted to share her story. I've gotten to know Valerie prior to interviewing her and man what a sweet soul. Just a very sweet, caring, compassionate lady who also works in an industry that cares for others. I've noticed a common trend Among survivors, especially women who have survived from places of the TTI, they usually go into some type of medical, nursing, or caregiving role. Not everyone, and I'm not going to say that everybody that's been through the TTI is going to be in that industry, but it is a common trend, I see. Or at least in some capacity, their love for other people, especially children or people in need has grown immensely through leaps and bounds. And usually that's a result from experiencing pain and trauma. And they know what that feels like. And they know what it feels like to be helpless and vulnerable in a situation. And so they go into those roles. Valerie, at the start of the interview, you're going to be able to notice that there was a lot to her story that she wasn't able to tell Mainly because it was very emotional for her just to tell the part about her experience at Bethel. And me and Sabrina picked up on that quickly. So we went and asked other questions as well. And there's so many things that she wants to share. And there will be a part two to the interview as well later on down the line. But I want y'all to hear Valerie's story. And just know that this is just a sweet, broken child who got sent there like a lot of people who got sent there because their parents bought in to what the fountains were telling them, you know, Hey, you come here, you bring your child here, you pay us this exorbitant amount of money and we're going to help, you know, your child heal. And we're going to make your child a better you know, individual and a better and, and, and brighter person. And What had happened was, was that they paid tens of thousands of dollars. Got a child back who was beaten. Who was traumatized. Who suffers from PTSD. Who did not get any healing whatsoever. And was behind on her education when she got out of that program. Valerie, I just want to say that. Before anybody else gets to listen to this interview. I see you survivor and I love you. And. That's a common thing I say to a lot of people. When I see survivors of trauma. But just know I know you have a sweet soul. And you will get your healing. I appreciate. Your bravery. And I appreciate you taking this big step in your healing journey. And sharing to the world your story. So without further ado y'all. This is my interview with Valerie Lopez, co-hosted with Sabrina Young. Hey, everybody. This is Jeremy with the Man Apart Podcast. And this is going to be my interview from the Bethel Girls with Valerie Lopez, co-hosting with Sabrina Young. So, Valerie, morning. How are you doing?
1: Good morning, Jeremy. I'm okay. Just here.
0: Hey. (laughs) Well, how are you? Doing good, doing good. I remember uh, Sabrina reaching out to me and telling me there were people that were from the Bethel Girls Academy who wanted to share their stories on here. So she got me connected to a a group of y'all and I wanted to introduce everybody and wanted to get everybody's story out there. So why don't you tell me what your earliest memory of Bethel, Bethel, Bethel Girls Academy was like and why were you sent there?
1: um the reason I was sent there from what I remember was I was having you know little trouble with schooling and you know I think my mom just wanted me to get the help the extra help for school and you know before Bethel and all that I I you know I did I I was going through school bullying with in middle school and as as a kid i went through something that with family member a family member and it's just it started at young you know so i guess yeah. i was just a misunderstood kid maybe because of everything i didn't know how to speak out of how things was happening to me what was going on with you know my family member or the bullying at school you know yeah so once once all that happened um I moved schools I didn't I, I went to a school in middle it was called Virgil Middle School and that school was pretty interesting it was track schools and I was in track and um, <clears throat> like when I got like the classes the some of the teachers would teach and some wouldn't you know some just yeah. wrote the answers or I mean the problem on the board and just sat down and in those classes, there would be interesting kids. There'll be in the back, like the bad kids in the back, the good kids in the front, <laughs> you know. And um, as, you know, months went by, I guess the girl that bullied me, I don't even remember her name, um, she just started, like, picking on me, you know, and from there on, I do uncomfortable things. And and um, she would, like, have me, like, kind of, Late for my mom to pick me up, you know, and yeah. and the way this girl, you know, bullied me. She would pinch me on my neck, and she would leave me like, kind of like hickey marks. Mm-hmm. So I would go back home, and my mom wouldn't believe me, you know, cause you know, I know she, was with my sisters, and you know, she probably thought you know I was just, being a teenager, being experienced, but I was really being bullied, you know, and I needed her and. She just didn't believe me, and, you know, I guess it was just being hard for her to cope with me or n- not understand me or, you know, she was probably, I was starting to fail classes, you know, because, you know, this girl would make me miss classes, and so. Um, it's okay. And, 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 you know, I just started getting in trouble because of this girl, and I guess my mom, you know, just couldn't handle it, or I, w- I don't know, it just. I didn't know how to open up with, like, the whole, like, even before the, like, the whole family thing. And, and you know, I didn't understand. Every time I would try to tell someone, it's like, like, he would beat me to it. Like, oh, no, no, it's okay. Here, come. uh, Let me get you what you need. Like, so I won't say anything, you know. Yeah. and Same with the girl in school. So I guess, you know, my mom put me. And I, I, when we moved, after all that, thank God my mom took me out of that school. We, we I went to a better school. Everything was getting okay. Um, and I joined ROTC, I believe that's what it's called. Yeah,
2: and ROTC, I, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I liked it. I was like, okay, cool, you know. So when my mom found Bethel, I guess they bought her in, you know, like, oh, we do that here. Um, we We put, you know, we will improve her with her schooling and you know she'll she'll love it because every you know the R O T C we do it here for um, PE and all that yeah, yeah that was nothing like that they even made me hate how, <laughs> hate it. How
0: would your mom like, even find how'd your mom even find Benzel Academy though? Like how they how they find her or how she find them.
1: I have no idea to be honest with you. I have no yeah. idea. I just she and my stepdad actually took me They, you know, think like the stories I hear about these bounty things, like the bounty hunters, yeah, that's just horrible. You know, like, like who would do that? But yeah, like my mom and my stepdad took me and it was Nestorian Fountain. They gave us a tour around the the place and they made it seem good. I even was like, okay, you know, and um. Once my mom and my stepdad step step out, their smiles went away, They turn around and face the wall, do not talk to anybody, do not look at anybody, it's permission to speak, use the restroom, everything, like, you know, I was so confused from like, hey, yes, this is where chores, this is their school, but like, like from there to turn around and face the wall, don't speak to nobody, don't, you know, and I'm like, whoa. Mm. I, you know, I, I got so depressed. I couldn't eat. Me, they made me eat my food and they, they, I couldn't get up and until I ate it all and I couldn't. And every time I would try to take a bite, I would want to throw up. And they said, if you throw up, you're going to eat it with your throw up. And I was like, what the heck, you know? Yeah. And, um, They were like, sit there, and it was late, too, so, and I kept, like, kind of dozing off, and they're like, don't go to sleep. You're going to eat your food. They even saved it till the next day. Like, they told me, are you going to eat? If you could eat your breakfast, you could eat, I mean, if you could eat your dinner from last night, you could eat your breakfast. So, you know, I'm here trying, but I can't, you know, and they wore me out, so, for not eating, and that was really messed up and i just didn't understand so when that night when they did that i went to like they finally let me go to bed and which was in the orientation room you know the next morning you get up to yeah. work out and they they just work you out they work you out and and so you don't you're so new at this stuff that you can't even do one push up right and they're in your face until you get those 20 pushups right. Or you cannot get yeah. up from where you're at until you get them right. Or if not, the other girls suffer for it because you cannot get it right. You know, it, it's, it, yeah. honestly, there I went through like more like, like bubble what I was like, when I first got my phone call, I ran to that phone and I cried my eyeballs off. I cried and next to you and know, I'm like, hello, hello hello? Like, I I just didn't hear anything. And then all I see is Bubba coming in and poking me in my head. Like, they don't want to hear you. They don't care. They don't care about what you're going through. They put you here for a reason. You're like, pretty much like I'm a bother to my family, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. They like what? to brainwash the, the the girls and the boys into um, they'll brainwash the parents, feed them a bunch of bullshit with the ads and tell them, you know, things where, where the girls will get in trouble, get their phone call privileges revoked, and then they'll go back in there and they'll say, well, they got in trouble for doing this when really they can't talk on the phone because they just got beaten, yeah. you know, <laughs> so it, it's, a, it's a mind game with them and, and they would. You know, verbally abuse and make you believe that you're this horrible person. Your parents didn't give a shit about you. They know exactly what programs they put yep. you in. It's sad.
0: Yeah. Was that so? Did, were you even connected to your to your parents on the phone call? or Was that just what maybe y'all might think, like like uh, one of those manipulation tactics they were using? Just had a blank line on there and seeing if you testing the waters to see if you were gonna gonna uh, snitch on them and everything, or or were they or were you really connected to your parents do you believe
1: no i was it was my mom I, I don't know not, it was my mom no it was my mom okay. she would be like are you like she i remember she'll be like it's okay come down you know it's okay but you know okay. and I, would, I, I obviously she can't hear me because i'm like like breathing hard crying and you know yeah. it, was, it was just
0: yeah when you're your first day there who was your who was your first point of contact after your parents left? Was it Bubba, William Not Miss Dodie? Uh, Miss Dodie. Miss Dodie. Miss Okay. Doty. What was she like? What was she like there to you? How, how did she treat you? I'm,
1: she was very kind of, I don't know, confusing, I guess, because I could tell. She, like, but yet, like, when she had to do what she had to do, like, you know. Like when yeah. he said, she did get us out of a lot of stuff, you know. It's like a, 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 a so so, you know, with her.
0: Yeah. What, um, you gotta understand
1: to... that Donna was with... a
2: victim. She was a victim too. She used to be in the programs and she was forced yeah. to marry Bubba at 16 years old. So she came from no education, you know, same ACE pace education we did. No way to get a job, no way to lead this man. So I fully believe that she was doing hurt people, hurt people, just like Britney said, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Was yeah. uh what was gonna happen? So that all happened. So whenever your parents left and everything like that, and you did you 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 packed a bag with you and everything, did they let you keep anything from your bags? I know Britney said that she had a bag with her. They only let her keep like I think like a few makeup items and everything else they told her that she couldn't keep. Was that the same situation with you as well? Valerie. Hello.
2: Hello.
0: I can hear you, Sabrina. I oh, think I it can't con- hear I can't hear it Val. Got dis- it got disconnected. Hold on. Let me uh let me reconnect,
1: y'all.
0: Okay. I'm at the end of this and then restart it up again. Oh okay. wait. She's I'm oh so- she's connected.
1: I am so sorry. <laughs> I think uh um- my my son. sorry.
0: That's okay, it's okay. Trying
1: to... So like like Sabrina said, like it was like was she she's kind of a victim, like not victim, a s like yeah. yeah. Yeah you know, you know Product of, of her environment.
2: Product of yeah. her environment. But yeah. um, like Jeremy was asking before we got disconnected, um when you came your first day, what was it like? Did
1: you have a bag with you? Were you allowed to keep the things that you brought? What was that like for your first day? I'm. They told my mom that I'm not gonna need anything, so I didn't have anything with like you know just um like what I'm gonna sleep with. You know they tell you what what you need.
0: Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, Brittany was saying she brought some stuff with her, and the only thing they allowed her to keep was like some makeup stuff, and that and everything else she couldn't have at all um so you're there your first day you go through that um what was how long were you in orientation for and what was that like Uh,
1: i believe i was in orientation for a month then i messed it up by the phone call so i went back to watch okay i had to do it all over again
2: do you want to explain what watches for for the for jeremy yeah, Watches yeah, for listener.
1: Watch is you're just being watched, like 24 seven. You have to say permission to speak, permission to you know anything. You cannot like you're isolated pretty much.
0: Yeah. Did you have to do that? So, like for both of y'all, this is the question for both of y'all. After y'all got out of watch, did y'all still have to? talk like that as well, like saying, Hey, permission to speak, Bubba, permission to speak. Yes. Yeah okay you yeah. still so no matter what through the whole remainder. Okay. Um did you have somebody that was like uh somebody over you as well? Like I know y'all talked about y'all had like a like a uh a yeah, watcher I guess I, per se or or exactly who it
1: was to be honest with you but yeah we had one. I know um Sierra was Sierra I believe was one of mine. Okay, and I think Tabitha for a bit too.
0: Okay, what were uh? Do you remember what they were like at all?
1: Oh, uh, did they treat you? Was... Oh, okay. Yeah. Tabitha was a sweetheart. She cared a lot for us. Once, once gotcha. to make her wear me out inside the dorm while everybody got worn out outside, and I think her to this day that she didn't. She always had like sympathy for us. I guess that's how. you yeah. Like just cared about it. So she you know, I know a lot of times where she's been there for me, so I don't Sierra, I mean, she just had to do what she had to do, you know.
0: Yeah. Now when you say where me like where where you out and everything, what do you mean by that?
1: Like um making you do bends and um bare water. Different
2: style calisthenics. Where are you PT calisthenics?
1: Pain. Painful exercises you know it's and, not
2: like oh here do 50 push-ups this is six hours of oh, yeah. continuous exercise with no water breaks no bathroom breaks you know if you pass out they're waking you back up by dumping water using smelly salt you know yeah. okay. type of exercises uh, did you ever get any visits while you're there where you, while you were actually, in the program yeah,
1: actually yeah so i didn't know my, my dad was gonna come i don't think they did either but because i remember that day oh, there's a parent here, and I looked, and I got so excited, but I started crying, and, oh, man, same thing. Bubba, he he just made sure to, what to say, what to do, what not to say, what not to do, you know, like, make sure, like, oh, don't, I'll tell your dad, pretty much, like, I'll tell your dad to leave if you messed it, you know? Yeah. It takes you, that's on there, like, they're gonna get in trouble, and he made sure, like, every time I cried, um, like, I'll cry I just want to go home. I'm like, well, guess what? Pay me for you to go home, you know. And and she had, yeah.
0: she had to pay. She had to pay him.
2: How much like did your parents finish? pay for
1: you to be at Bethel? Mm, Thirty thousand $30, dollars.
0: Good
2: God. So it yeah. kind of sounds like they had different uh, tuition prices for different kids, because
0: yeah, that's Brittany crazy. Had... Because Brittany and uh, Valerie were around around close to the same time. And I remember yeah. Val saying that her mom took out like a $20,000 loan. How long were you in the program for, though? Do you remember how many months believe, or a year, a year? I
1: believe like a, about a year, maybe a little over a year. Okay. So.
0: Okay, because ba- I remember uh, Brittany was there for, she said, around eight months or so. She didn't complete mm-hmm. the full year program. And they kept the money as well uh, for the extra four months that she wasn't there for.
1: That's
0: horrible. So your dad, but your dad was saying that your mom had to pay him if you left early. What What do you mean by that?
1: No, Bubba. Bubba oh, out. Bubba. Every, oh. Time, every time I would like cry to like like when that, he'll he'll tell me like say he's wearing me out or something, and I'll cry, and he's like, "Stop, your crying," and I'm like, "I just want to go home." He's like, "Well, your mama has to pay me all that to go home." Or or when. I know my mom. I I love her to death, and I know she wouldn't if she knew what was going on. Cause I don't even think till this day. Yeah, and I know she wouldn't. You know, they bought her. Yeah, yeah that's what it was. They bought everybody in, and never let us speak about it. So when my my dad got there, you know, I gave him a tour around, and. We, know, we left. We, I had my visit. I, I went to a carnival, and he—he he actually, I don't even remember us having horses. He, I don't know if it was just to keep us close. He even offered um to ride horses, and which we did. It was Daniela and I believe Samuel. Um, I don't uh, Herman's son. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're in charge of that, and. Um, then when I came back, I had all my pictures, and I remember I took a picture with like, singers, and, and I, I had it with me, and it was Listen. just them two, the two guys, the two singers, and and me. My dad took that picture, and oh, I I should have never bought that picture. There, you you know, know um, oh, I so he called me, um, uh, N, N lover. I was yeah. I know, like, oh, is that why like, I wanted my visit to be a whore? I yeah. Know,
0: like,
1: and just I, I got in trouble. Got in trouble for the picture, of course. And I it was just oh trouble. Like you, you know, you can't even be yourself there because it's like they set you up for failure. Yes, exactly. And 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 he he would he, I remember one time he did put me like and I got happy because I want, like, to be in charge of something, like, to feel important, you know? And mm-hmm. he gave me kind of the privilege to do the laundry, which, you know, nobody likes that. But still, I was, like, in charge of something, you know? Yeah. And he's like, you can't do that. You'll never be nothing, you know? like, always putting us down, making sure he knew that my mom knew where he put me, you know? And when my mom got married, uh she sent me a, a, a picture of and all that. And I cried. And then, you know, Bob was like, and you're still crying. Like, doesn't that even show you? Like, they have to, like, to you know, just making it seem, making it, like, repeatedly, always putting in my head that my family didn't want me. My family didn't care for me, you know?
0: Yeah, but trying to emotionally manipulate and abuse you yes. all, all, all the time
1: this day i still have like 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 self-doubt like like
0: self-esteem issues
1: i'm a i'm a, like i i'm i'm nice to people that are mean to me it's it's horrible
0: yeah it's a that's a coping mechanism uh from trauma and everything as well i've um I know I've suffered from that a little bit as, uh, myself as well. I, I, I get to a breaking point with people, but I've, I've done that too in my life uh, trying to please people uh, because mm-hmm. some people will either have so much empathy for other people's yeah. situations and everything as well. And then they'll try to please everyone around them. And then some people from those types of situations will have no empathy and no remorse and will just do and say whatever they want. Yeah. I, I know how bad the situations can be. Um, but let's talk about something that might have maybe. Do you have any, do you have any like maybe positive memories from being over there at all? Like, uh, like was there any, any like, happy moments that you had with people?
1: We, yeah, like Brittany said, we were able to go. We, we had a time where we went to the lake and we had our, you know, good time, the wedding, our times to ourselves, and not even that, like, that, those, like, our room times, those are even monitored, you know, like. Like, you, can, yeah. you, you cannot talk in Spanish. You cannot. Nothing. Like, I had. What a would happen
2: that, to you if you spoke in Spanish? If you got caught speaking to another girl in Spanish, what would happen?
1: Worn out because they don't know what you're saying. So they don't know if you're talking about your past because you can't talk about girls. That's it. You, you can't out. talk about what you went through. You know, your friends back home. Anything. You cannot talk about anything. So, Was there any
0: other Spanish-speaking people there with you?
1: Yeah. Um, okay. A couple of other girls did.
0: Did y'all ever connect from knowing that, or did y'all, or did y'all kind of keep y'all's distances so nobody would try to group you up and and try to wear y'all out even further?
1: No, we one. We kind of list with me and Brittany. Unfortunately, she's not with us right now, you know, but me and her were kind of inseparable. uh, Bubba even made us, me and her were play fighting one time in the room, and I don't know what happened, but and he was trying to make us actually fight. He got everybody out and kind of humiliate, how do you say that word? Humiliate? Humiliate. Yes, yeah, that's, he was so good at doing that. Just trying to put us against each other and fight. And we didn't want to. We didn't want to. So we got worn out for it. So,
0: what, uh, so I know Brittany said she had a very, very bad experience with William Knott. Did you ever have any experiences with him? Did he ever come near you? Did he ever get in your face? Did he ever try anything to like to wear you out at all either? Or was it just mainly uh, Bubba mostly dealing any, with you?
1: Bubba. Bubba, I think I annoyed Bubba. him. Out of Bubba because I always just I think I annoyed him so much, that's why I was always on the wall because that was better for him, like not to deal with me. Like, me and the wall there were best friends, you know.
0: Wow, wow, Sabrina, you remember a lot of times on the wall too, huh?
2: Yeah, oh yeah, me and the wall was best friends. Yep, (laughs) I'd have so Uh many conversations with myself in that wall.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I learned how to do spit (laughs) bubbles. Uh,
0: now I know Now I know like talking to uh some of the some of the Bethel boys and, and some other people and everything, I know that like I remember one statement that Dan told me was that the food there was good, but you didn't have never had time to enjoy it.
1: No Was well, that the same yeah. experience for you? Well well for me in the beginning it was just because I was so sad and couldn't you know, just invented yeah. Bomb. Miss Dodie, she knew how to cook. Okay. Yeah, but we had yeah. timed. We were timed when we when we ate our meals. Definitely, definitely, everything was yeah, timed. Sure. Everything, and they would call us out like doggies. Child time.
0: Yeah, pretty much like prison. It sounds like. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's what I was gonna I ask Calms to start. We, were, so we were
1: working out one time, and um, I was doing duck. No, yeah, duck walks, and. Pinched me in my leg, and I, I don't know what it was. It was a nasty, like, the, the flag. I took it off of me, and I
0: was just, and I was so scared to even. It's a leech. Oh, yeah, that's a that, leech. That's, that's where you were you out by and, the swamps or by, or by the pond or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And,
1: and I stopped that minute and so stopped that minute for taking that out. He He made me roll, roll, and roll because I stopped and I messed up the rotation so he made me roll in the dirt and roll and, uh, and uh, it's all rocks
0: yeah. I, yeah I remember seeing pictures of that and doc and some other uh news ep- news interviews about the place and everything after they torn it down i remember seeing the landscape out there Yeah. what um were you were you on were you on that bus duty detail that britney was on too when he had to scrape the rust off that bus
1: no, I, I don't think so. Not that I believe. Not that I. Not that I can remember.
0: No. Okay. Yeah. Well. Um, there's, there's what are the things of they made y'all do for? So, sorry. Yeah, I, I was gonna ask you, what 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 was some of the stuff they made y'all do there, like like labor wise and everything.
1: Um, they would make us clean the floors with toothbrushes and a rag, the whole dining room. Um they would make us do long law work, like um law mowing, like gardening and yard work. Yeah. Nope. Just just depends on what, what day it is.
0: So you're there for about a year. You go through the uh the the brutal exercising, the, uh, the the forced labor and everything like that. When you finally got out of that program, what happened afterwards for you?
1: How did you wind up leaving the program? I think first, I still needed a lot of help on schooling. The reason why they took me there was, you know, like, I didn't learn anything. You learn on your own self. You grade your own self. Like, it just, it, it, it put me behind on a lot, literally mentally and all that. I, I get triggered by a lot of different things. I have a lot of anger in me. Yeah. It's just hard. Tell me, walk me through
2: the day that you left Bethel. What was that like for you? The day that you left, walk me, walk us through that.
1: I don't really remember, to be honest with you. I just remember seeing my brother and my mom at the when I when they picked me up, and I just remember that. Just be happy to be home, you know, and yet sad because I already know what the girls are going through. It's like you're going home to be okay finally, but yet in the back of your mind, you know, like I wish I could save them. You know, that's how you leave. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Did they? Even so then I, you... still,
1: I even called like, uh, I think Britney's, um, Britney Kravitz. Um, she. I I even called her mom, but. I don't, I so don't you tried to call another
2: girl's mom
1: and let her know what was going on. She didn't yeah. believe you. Yeah, kind of. And when Brittany got out, me and her were still close. I helped her struggled a lot, and she lived with me too. You know. Mm. But. Yeah, it, it was hard. Living after Bethel was just very confusing. I yeah. put myself in bad relationships. I It pretty much taught me to... Bad. Yeah.
0: Well, so and, where and, were, so where were you oh, Go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. And
1: I understand. I understand there's people that say, oh, you know, I've been through worse. I've, I've seen this, I've seen that. If I sit here and wonder... Why I would never be anything. I get that, and I worship people like that because every day I wake up wishing I don't have to think of anything like that, and I wish I could just live normally, you know.
2: Yeah, it's a struggle.
1: It is, and no one understands it, and unless you actually been through it. Yeah, yeah. I know, and I know it's like I I that I, I have a lot of blockage from that place because uh, God. I'd, I don't even know if I remembered everything. I don't, I'd probably really, really be traumatized, you know, because it was bad there. It's, it had its good, yes, it had its good, but it didn't help for what you were supposed to go for. Nobody should go through that to get better help on behavior or school wise.
2: Because it doesn't provide better help. It just gives you more PTSD and, and trauma. That's not help. Yeah, what they were think... doing was not treatment. It was, you know, trying to beat the submission into you know you can kick a dog so many times and it's gonna listen to you but it's gonna be fearful of you it's not gonna respect you it's not gonna understand why they just are they're gonna submit because you're beating them you know yeah so it's kind of like this i love Susie spencer gave me this analogy you know if you're sitting there and you've got a cut on your finger you're gonna put a band-aid on it to fix it right Right. You're not just gonna be like, Oh, I'm gonna pray for it and I'm gonna beat it and abuse it. I'm gonna put a band-aid on it, fix it. It's the same with a child and their mental health. You know, yeah. everyone wants to stray away from mental health and act like, you know, it's not an issue. When half of those, you know, most of the girls that were sent away there really didn't deserve to be in a place like that. No one deserved to be in a place like that, regardless. Exactly. But you needed some counseling, some therapy, someone to talk to, someone to listen to, because people have problems. And I hate the idea that oh, what do teens go through these days? They don't have any issues. Well, they do have a lot of issues, especially when they're taking on their parents' trauma themselves, you know? Take them accountability into your child's suffering. So, and I'm so sorry that you went through that. I'm so sorry that you didn't feel like you got the validation that you needed, and I hope that you feel
1: validated knowing that we believe you. Valerie. Yes, yes. Thank you for that. I appreciate what you guys are doing, and you know, it's hopefully it helps every like everybody that's been through what we've been through. You know, yeah,
2: I know it's, it's hard
1: so to it's hard to talk about it too. Yeah you know, it is. it's like even right now, like I, I know I'm missing so much, but and that's okay. That's yeah. okay.
0: Yeah, that you know that there is no, there is no time limit. There is no, you know, oh, we need to ask xyz questions and everything it's yeah. sharing your story and from what you remember and i know you were telling me prior to this that you have you know blockages mem- you know re- repressed memories suppressed memories even of yeah. what went through there and that's usually the mind's way of um of protecting the itself
1: and
0: that's exactly a truth that's a true thing i mean i tell people i talk to on and off the podcast. i even did an episode about it where doing this podcast unlocked uh suppressed memories I had of, of physical abuse from from one of my mom's boyfriends when I was uh, when I was a little kid um i I guess I just put it away back there in the back of my mind and everything and then I heard a story on another podcast and it just unlocked all these memories and all that anxiety and fear that I had as a little boy yeah so i I know it's a hard thing to deal with oh yeah I and, and the fact that nobody would believe y'all That was what really astounds me because, but of course, back in the day, you know, even 15, 20 years ago, you know, even though we had the internet starting its infancy back then, people didn't know how to really connect to one another and share these stories. And now as social media has progressed and evolved through the last two decades, uh, people are able to get together and tell each other what 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 happened to me hell the only reason we even know each other is because of social media i mean for all for both of y'all you know yeah um i I never grew up around sabrina i never grew up around you i mean hell y'all are from i know sabrina's from you know all different places and everything like that and val i think you're out out there on the west coast yeah um you know we, we all come from different facets of life and uh one thing i wanted to ask too so where are you did you grow up in cali all your life yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I, I've been. here What was it probably. like? Well, tell me what it was like when you first got to Loosedale, Mississippi. Uh, I kind of, I kind of have an upbringing that that's similar to that country way of life. But uh, tell me what it was like for somebody like you that came from California all the way to Loosedale, Mississippi, and what it was like being around in that environment.
1: Well. When I first got there, I thought it was beautiful because I love, like, like land like that. I love trees. I love all that. So, but, when, like, once you experience, I think they killed it for me. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah, they, they, it was, it was, like I said, nice until it wasn't nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they definitely gave uh, Southerners that, because I'm not too far from, I mean, I'm maybe about a hundred and something miles away from Loosedale. I had to actually go look it up on the map to see where it was at it's up there by like Hattiesburg and Jackson area and everything. Um, You know, I live like over a hundred miles away from there, but I grew up, you know, out in the country as well out in the back roads. And, um, you know, we didn't do that to kids. You know, we weren't, you know, kids weren't supposed to be done that way. You know, like they weren't supposed to be abused and hollered and and beaten and submission and told they were worthless. This to me was just a lot of heinous people that had probably their own traumas and by their by their own traumas in life and everything mm-hmm. as well being raised in that type of environment. I mean Herman Fountain came from Lester Roloff's ministry. And you yeah. know like Sabrina's talked about on hers and and Susie's and all the other I mean they It's it, cult. It, it, what, 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 yeah, it's cult. Yeah. Yeah. And you know mm-hmm. I I grew up in a park. Yeah, I know it cuz it, it 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 hurt me so much that the Christianity I grew up in has this heinous underside to it. You know, it has this horribleness to it because I didn't grow up in that that form of Christianity. I grew up in one that was more or less a cultural love. And even though, even though Christianity itself is not perfect, you know, as far as, as this day in religion aspect, um, there's a lot of life lessons I learned out of it. Right. And like the other day, I shared about my former youth pastor on the uh, Facebook page and everything. He was a guy that He's the only guy on my, and I can count on my finger that is a true blue Christian, as, as you'd call him, right? Somebody that focuses heavily on love. Whereas, like Bubba and Herman and, and, and all these other individuals, they focused on submission and brutality. If you, if, you know, like, lo- you know, love me or I'm going to hit you
1: mm-hmm. yeah, type of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And it breaks my fucking heart every day when I see more and more of these stories like that and, and worse mm-hmm. and more heinous crime's from it. Yeah. And then, I'm so sorry that you went through that. I am like it always in a state of brokenness because of what I hear from y'all and, and from other survivors of different crimes. Like it just, part of me feels like, I, you know, like I tell everybody this, if I could hug you and take away all your pain, I would, because no one that no one deserves to be treated that way. You know, no child deserves to be treated that way, especially for somebody that was just having problems with bullies and 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 schooling. I mean, you know, this is like, family abuse. yeah, fa- family abuse as well. Um, this is not something that, you know, you, this is brutality is not how you treat somebody else's trauma and everything. And we're seeing that now. And even to this day, there's still kids going to these types of places being treated that way. And yeah. I'm glad I'm glad that you're sharing your story so that way parents who are who are trying to find out about these places and everything can understand this is what your kids are going to go through this is the problems they're going to deal with
1: if it's you not know, physically, the selfesteem It's going be more, um, mentally verbally abused yeah. if it's not physically
0: yeah and that's not good for anybody's esteem at, at all I mean that that tears down people that that causes people to be you know, getting in relationships they shouldn't be getting into, um, holding on to people they shouldn't hold on to. I mean, I I, I, I understand that more than anybody else. And I'm just I, my heart breaks. And I'm but I'm glad that you came on here and I'm glad that you're using your voice and sharing your story. And I know it's a hard thing for you. I could tell right when we started the interview.
2: Yeah, it was very and hard
0: for me.
1: Then, yeah. And, yeah.
0: I just but let you, you are you know. so
2: brave and I'm so we're we're so proud of you. Thank
1: yeah.
0: You. And you're loved by us.
1: Thank you so much. Same to you. Sabrina. You're just like one of us. You know, you know exactly what we've been through and only we know. Yeah. yeah
2: it's Sabrina, really hard. Yeah. You know, it's really hard for you know for others to understand outside looking in, but this is, you know, the why we're doing this so that people understand how this affects and like I'm so sorry I wish I could hug you right now I can hear you, your, your tears right now um, but you've yeah. overcame so much and you are so brave and you give to others uh, I don't know if anyone knows this you know but um, a lot of survivors we oftentimes time become advocates or caregivers and Miss Valerie here um, is a caregiver herself um, and <laughs> And, and and I can hear the pain in your voice. So I kind of want to hear and switch the topic to something positive that you're doing today um to kind of help get your mind off of, you know, piece of shit Bubba in yeah. the fountain. So um
1: Yeah. Sorry, it just makes me so freaking sad. You know, like just especially like even hearing like Brittany's story, the boy's story, it makes me sick, to be honest. Like how could people even do that? Yeah, I I don't
2: I don't understand hurt people. I I want to I I don't have the answer. How yeah, could somebody do that? You know you know hurt people hurt people, but at the same time, you got to know and do better. You know if you're say you're helping kids, let's help kids. Let's not hurt them. Exactly it's ridiculous. Yeah. Exactly. So let's switch topics here. Let's talk about something positive with you. Um, So when you left the programs um, and, you know, you started to get back into the world and you're adjusting to life, and we all know that's such a huge adjustment because it was hard for us to thrive in in that environment and they didn't give us the tools to succeed out in life. Um, What was it like for you for working? What made you want to do the type of work that you're in today?
1: because some of those people don't have families so i know what it is to be locked in a facility when no one like to have nobody you know so i love my job in so many ways because i get to be there for them you know yeah but yeah that's how to answer your question i think right (laughs) yeah sorry it's okay okay but, um, we love yeah. you. We're here for you. Love you guys too. Thank you. Um, but yeah, it was my life after Bethel was uh, like just like, like I said, a little confusing. I have some good memories and some, you know, okay. Just, I think like after that, I just it was more like I would do risky behaviors. Like I didn't. It didn't really teach me how to protect myself when I'm like in danger or how to you know yeah Yeah. so I always ended up putting me putting myself in like (laughs) bad situations where I ended up getting in trouble you know like didn't really teach me much it didn't prepare
2: you for the outside world and how people can take advantage or you know vulnerable
1: people yeah I I completely can understand that Approval, trying to make people understand me like it's horrible because you don't need to make nobody understand you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. I know.
0: But. I know. I know. I know a big problem I had growing up was because I deal with rejection trauma, um, was latching on to male figures in my life. Um, like whether it be teachers, leaders, uh, other, you know, friends, like family, friends, quote-unquote uncles and stuff like that and then all you know put them on such a high pedestal that any type of little disappointment or rejection would just break me completely
1: oh my god yes or mm-hmm. or i hate when like you're close to someone and, and like this is what, what i kind of struggle with a little bit is like 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 say me and sabrina are, are together all the time and then sabrina's just having a bad day but my mind is like oh no she's mad at me what can I do to make Sabrina better you know like it sucks
2: yeah, yes. it sucks. yeah I go through that too like are you mad at me or I try to reach out to someone they haven't reached back I'm like oh my god what did I say did I do something it makes you hyper vigilant around you
1: yes. yeah. it's
2: almost like you want to stay in someone's good favor regardless <laughs> of the situation yeah yeah
0: and try to try to agree with stuff that you might not agree with and uh, uh-huh. you know, because of fear of losing that friendship with them and everything. And you yeah. go, and you go like super close, super fast with somebody and you, and you start trusting people before you ought to and everything. Uh, until you know, like, until you really get to know them and everything. And that's, that leaves a lot of people hurt and open to being hurt by people that don't have good intentions. Right. Yeah. Um, I know that all too well too, y'all. I, 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 I thought it was just me as well, but there's a lot of people I find like that. And it it does suck, and I know. But I've learned to also accept that you know I am who I am, and either you're going to take it or love it, either way. It not be
2: everyone's cup of tea, but yeah. somebody likes it, so I don't <laughs> yeah. I had to learn to not give a fuck. I was very much like you where I just cared so much about everybody else because I'm an empathetic person by nature. And this wall yeah. of defense that I've built for myself, like I'm a tough girl, you ain't going to get one over me, I'm pulling a D on you, is a, is a wall barrier. But don't think I won't. Fuck around like, and find out. You know what's you know, crazy?
1: But it's hard, yeah. you know? It is. It, it, it is crazy. Like, it's very hard. <laughs> I, I was going to say something. I forgot. No,
2: yeah. What was you going to say? I was like, oh, "Wait, what yeah. no, so no, no, was
0: it?" I know you say you, you know yeah. it's was it, crazy, and then um,
1: what were you saying, Sabrina? That maybe I'll remember right now. <laughs> oh gosh, <I'm> Sorry, <laughs> now my ADD
2: AD, is kicking in. Um, but you know, you you build this tough persona, this wall up. Because you're so scared of, you know, somebody hurting you again. Yeah. But at yeah. the same time, you want to be vulnerable because you you know and you recognize, like, I'm not in the program, I don't need to be this way. But there's little things people say, do, mannerisms, characteristics that take you back mentally to that place. And it's like you yes. can't escape out of it. Nobody understands. And you're like, I'm not crazy and I don't mean to. Yeah. And, and, so... and,
1: then, and then one thing I would love for my mom to understand is like, it's like Bubba that made me really really like implanted that so every time my mom's mad at me or something too same same goes with her all I think is Bubba's you see like I, oh I told you it, it sucks. sucks it sucks but yeah, it's know, like this like
2: the words that they said to us the things that they said it's still engraved in our brains it still yes. comes back and it's triggered. And, and then I have to recognize and this isn't real he lied. (sighs) and and You know what I mean? Because I've gotten defensive before. I remember one time, and I put something on my... I I have a bad habit of over-explaining stuff. Horrible. Me too. Um, too. (laughs) And so then I wound up leaving some on my boss's desk and left a note yeah, over and she and she called me and she was like, "Hey, yeah, I got your note." Blah I said, "Yeah, I, I left you a note because I didn't want you to see that and think well, what the hell is this doing on my desk?'" She's like, "Well, I don't act like that." Sabrina had to think, "Well, yeah, you don't. I don't have to overexplain itself explanatory on what I left and why I left, and I left a note, and you're not going to respond. It's thinking that someone's going to respond the way that they used to respond to us, you know, yeah. being that hyper vigilant self." Exactly. Yeah
1: oh i remember what i was gonna say Uh, we were talking like i did for a while honestly i did i was like "Eh, whatever say what you want yeah each person is different just whatever and then like i started taking therapy again and all everything came back then my son he's uh, he found it on youtube and he sent it to me and then that's when i just got again like whoa what's going on like let go for, for a little
0: bit, you know, like okay, Bethel, whatever, and then. Well, wait, wait. There, there's a video on YouTube of Sabrina.
1: Yeah, well, there she is. Talks, talks about her experience there in Bethel.
0: Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Girl, I didn't know you was a YouTube star, Sabrina. I, I
1: googled yeah. myself the other day. I'm
2: not gonna lie, I googled myself the other day, and everything pops up. Um, there was a story that actually that got published and I didn't know like I had submitted something but I must have missed the email where they were like yeah we're gonna publish it and I found it by accident and I was like oh crap well there's no way I can go under these places and act like I'm a you know a worker and expose this because I'm very well out there now like oh crap (laughs) like you know
0: yeah but I think we all are it's
1: good though you did that you know because there's a lot of us that Want to do this? Come out and 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 try to get those places closed down, cause they do not help. That's why I get so upset when I'm like, man, a simple Google search. <laughs>
2: On on a program like Google now, like in the 90s, yes. when not have that stuff, early 2000s, we didn't, you know, if the internet was just coming out and our uh, survivors were still in the programs, you know what I mean? So this stuff really wasn't out there yet, you know, and now it's there. So I'm like, what's your excuse? Like, why are you not doing your research? I think that's what gets me so angry today. Like, there's a lot of are information you? and resources out there that, that, you know, parents have access to, to. You know, counteract this bullshit that they're feeding and propaganda and this marketing that they're feeding. Like we're gonna fix your kid.
1: You know, yeah. let's
2: let's look at some reviews.
1: But then again, the internet back
2: kind of back then wasn't as like right. it is now. It's a, yeah, that's why I said. You know, it's oh. um, it's not. It wasn't like it how it was. Yeah. You know, back then there's so much more now. So that's why I get so upset. Like, what's what's the excuse? Why are yeah. we not researching these places? Because exactly.
0: people. If you, I, 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 I can explain that a little bit too, a little bit in business. You can have bad business reviews, right? You mm-hmm. can have uh, you can have negativity surrounding you and everything. But if you have a good salesman, they can convince. Uh, you know, a really good salesman can convince anybody to buy into your product, and that's yes. unfortunately what Bethel and a lot of these other TTI places have. They have really good salesmen. Exactly. They they know how they they learn how to how to speak with. Uh, with the emotion behind it and be able to pitch these places to that. Hey, this is really good. Yeah. You know, the, the, I remember watching the Bethel boys. Um, uh, uh, it was about William not when he got when he was with uh, Bishop Young over there in uh, Pritchard, Alabama. They had their people trying so hard to convince the public about the child abuse that was going on over there that they were going, well, look, you know, these kids, they just want to, you know, they're just complaining. They're just mad and upset because they don't have any more freedom to go smoke their dope and to go, uh, be on, on, on Facebook or social media or, or go stay out as late as they want to go stay out. These are kids that just don't want to listen and everything. And they would even take uh like, there was a lady from the congregation there going, yeah, I mean, these people are trying to help out and everything like that and, and, and everything. They're just trying to, they're just trying to, uh, Blame the pastor and mess up his good name here and everything like that. They got kids wanting to come back to the program. We had this one guy wanting to come back here and everything. He said the place did so great for him. I remember that, and it triggered off a memory of John talking about how when he got out, he felt such like a survivor guilt for leaving the place. He called Bubba and all them back and said, I want to go back to the program and everything. Because they traumatized them so damn much, just like yeah. a lot of y'all and everything that uh-huh. it, it, it's like a Stockholm syndrome almost. you know you feel, you end up feeling sorry for the people that are that are abusing you and hurting you. That's how yeah. they're. Op- that's how they're able to operate. I mean, they 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 go in there with with all the brutality and everything. And then they come back with a little bit of love. They give you something that you so desperately crave and need. Yes. And they go, hey, hey, it's okay, it's okay, it's all right. Little, 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 little. God, I don't know. We have a little hard on you this time. And everything like that why don't you come on and get healed up a little bit? Why don't you take a break today? Take the rest of the day off or something. I'm sh- I'm sure they did shit like that to a lot of y'all there.
1: Oh my god, to you keep y'all kind like of to-
2: <laughs> sorry.
0: <laughs> Real, you know, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't want to sound nothing like that asshole, but I, but that's how they operate, though, because that's how abuse operates down here in the south, too. Yes, that's how parents do. You know, pa- when parents go overboard, you know, it, it's it's no different than domestic violence. It's no different than you know than, than, a, than a parent beating the hell out of their child. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they go, "Oh, hey, I'm sorry, I hurt you, and everything like that." You know, I love you. You know, I do this because I care about you, and everything. Mm-hmm. They're so well at selling themselves to these parents yeah. with that emotion and they get y'all in and they, and they, and they, and they, they beat the silence into you. And then, you know, for so long, you feel like, well, it was just me. It's just, I'm, I'm the only one that feels this way. Everybody else was okay. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't the case. You know, yeah. I tell anybody that doesn't believe me about these places. I'm like, look, of all these people that I've, I've talked to, all these people that are on there sharing their stories, they don't, this ain't just from like, you know, Mississippi. Okay. In the United mm-hmm. States, these are from all different places all over the country different backgrounds ways of life there's no other way of them connecting to each other except from being in these places and they all at different time periods have very similar stories you know you have people from different decades with the same story the same type of abuse going on and on and on the
1: copy paste they're not
0: oh. yeah it, it, it's not this is not something that's made up this is something that's been repeated and repeated constantly with each and every single child. pattern
2: exactly yeah it's a pattern
0: you know, that's why, I, you know, and then, of course, when I tell people about the faith-based programs and everything, they go, well, that's not real Christians. That's their first throwaway answer I'll hear oh, from yeah. everybody. You know how tired I get of, of, of talking to people and telling people that with that 50-yard stare they look at me when I say, well, you know, just because they say that, you know, just because you say it's not real Christians doesn't mean these people weren't perpetrating yeah. in Christianity with this. We know, you know they
2: weren't real Christians. We don't need you to to tell us that. We're not yeah. stupid. We know that. We're yeah. trying to tell yeah. you that so you'll stop supporting them and giving your money and sending
1: these kids away.
2: Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. that's all they yeah. want is
1: the money, not the, not the kid. They don't care about them.
2: Yeah, they don't care right. about the kid. It's all about profit.
1: And if Change. you don't think that, I mean,
2: Herman Fountain made $88 million, folks, $88 million on
1: <laughs> traumatizing children. And I'm struggling here trying to get a card.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn. Oh, people gave their boat. I mean, like remember what Barb was wow. saying, everything like that about what Lester Roloff. People gave boats yeah. and golds and gold and jewelry and all kind of cash to, to oh, those yeah. these individuals. And I'm pretty sure Bubba got got stuff. I mean, uh, Bubba and Herman got the same fucking uh, situation with them. You know?
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Do y'all? I remember something. And I watched the interview that that interview that they did in Alabama. They actually went down there to Loosedale Luce, uh, and interviewed the neighbors. Do y'all remember any of the neighbors from over there?
2: I just remember the one that picked my ass up and took me back to Bethel after I ran away. It's really hard to re-
0: yeah. That's it. Oh the old the old man wasn't he? Yeah,
2: that old man. Uh, oh.
0: Yeah, I'm, I know exactly which one you're talking about because he said he picked up one of the kids from over there and brought him back.
2: Val, and, uh... do you have any
1: uh, memories of the neighbors? No, I don't. I don't know nobody really went there and that's you is... don't you can't, you know look at them or talk to nobody yeah. nobody I, I um there was one time where i've been um they have like a burn pile and i i went to take something and i stepped on a nail and went through and it was hurting me for a while and i kept telling them to, and they're like yeah you know, like they said just give you medicine to ease the pain and just but mine wasn't getting better and i think i ended up telling my mom and they told them to take me to the doctor so they i got a tech Technic shot
0: tennis shot yeah, yeah, yeah. is that yeah. when
1: you stepped on uh was it the a nail? nail what
2: was it
1: yeah the nail and what
2: were you doing when you stepped on the nail bra- or valve sorry
1: i was taking because we were building the office again we were doing the floor so we were taking the wood to burn we were just like the the old wood or whatever we take down we mm-hmm. take it to get burned and so, when I went, I stepped on the nail. and um, even So, the tetanus shot was the only form of
2: medical, actual medical attention. What was that like for you when you went to go get the tetanus shot?
1: What happened? Oh, man. They, they, I talk. You don't talk. I'll do the talking. I don't know who took me. It was some lady with, like, bangs and curly hair. I don't, I don't even remember her name. But she... I couldn't talk. It was, They answered the doctor like, oh, what happened? And then she's like, oh, she fell. I, I mean, she fell. Um, she stepped on a nail, you know, when we were doing our chores, da-da-da, you know. They talked mm. for you. They don't, we don't talk.
0: Yeah, because they were scared you were going to say something to them, and they were going to alert the authorities.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. One thing they, they, were, they were scared of, which...
1: And that's why when places, I got bit you know, by they, they, that that animal thing, the leech. Uh, I yeah. didn't say anything because I just didn't want to go through it again. I was just like, well, you know, whatever happens happens. If I, you know.
0: Oh, so so the leech was after the uh the nail went through your foot.
1: Yeah. After. Yeah. Oh wow. So I was. Yeah. I didn't even tell them about that because I was like, he ain't gonna care. He's gonna bore me out for complaining.
0: I mean, uh, I am about to say Brittany as well. Sorry, Val. <laughs> uh, call Sabrina. Call. Uh. Did you, did you ever get any leeches, too, when you were out there? I don't
2: remember at Bethel. Probably. My memory is so messed up. I probably. I've swam in that pond so many times. They had us taking uh, pieces of wood and putting it above our heads and walking with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember snakes being out there, almost getting bitten by snakes. But I don't recall like actual memories of pulling leeches, probably at some point. Yeah. So, maybe, I know I did in it. some other programs. So, it's like it all mushes together. It's really weird. Yeah. yeah. Mush. <laughs> and I, uh, yeah, that's Honor. what I
1: was telling my boyfriend. Like, I, I think as girls talk, you're going to be like, oh my God. You know what I mean? Like, like, like as people start yeah. opening. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. You know, like, I think at one time there's people, I think uh, I'm so bad at this stuff. A uh, uh, DSH, the people that come and check on you. Uh, DCFS yeah, yeah DCFS came. down there. they 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 had came they were asking us questions they had came and and but nothing happened nothing happened at all no action was taken
0: mm. so when you told your boyfriend about about your time at Bethel and everything like that uh what was his reaction to it he's
1: he was, he's in shock like I'm telling you this is fresh for me so i've been like a really like Um, nervous rack lately, like, yeah. And to be honest with you, he cries when I tell him the story, when I show him the videos of the boys and everything. He 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 feels it, he's like, Wow, like,
0: yeah, that was that was my initial reaction, too. Because, like, I tell a lot of people, like I've said in other interviews, you know, Sabrina speechless was really my yeah, Sabrina was my first like, so like, John Ferry and Sabrina were my first two entry points into finding tti survivors like coming like digging into this world and man i was pissed i was fucking fuming mad at a lot of things and it it and hurt too it just it, it made me cry because like like sabrina's was the first interview i heard the tti survivor i heard and i i cried sabrina like your trailer alone on david's podcast made me cry you know i was bawling and um and then I got to hear everybody else's. And I mean, it just stayed like, like this perpetual, like, just em- em- empathetic pain that I had for y'all because I, I, you know, like, good God. And it, like, for me as an outsider, I, I just, like I remember my first initial reaction to it was like, well, you know, is this just a one-off story or anything or is, this, or is this just a few people? And then when I found out there's thousands of y'all out there like this, there's no way that this could be coincidence. There's no way that this could just be a one-off misnomer. And you start talking to Barb about it as well. I don't know if you know Miss Barb, uh, Val, but uh, Barb has been like a very big pillar in this uh, TTI community. And, I mean, she is – Done her homework on these places for
2: decades, um, decades. decades. You need news articles, clippings. She's the woman for it. She she's got it yeah. on deck.
0: Okay. <laughs> she follows the money. I mean, she followed the money. She's been she to Congress. Like nice. a
2: conspiracy nice. theorist, people, but she's telling a hundred percent the truth. She's not crazy. crazy. She's no, valid. No.
1: <laughs> That's what they look no. at. Yeah, I know. And to be honest with you, they just people even look at me like what, or or, or else they're like. All right, I heard enough. You know, like yeah, sure. That I doesn't know.
2: exist, or <laughs> yeah, you, you like, know what yeah. I mean.
1: Or that sounds like a movie. Yeah, it should be. It you, should you be. You kind of feel stupid talking about it, to be honest with you, because you're just like, because they look at you like what?
0: I remember telling Sabrina when I first, I, I, after I heard her interview and I called her back, I said, "Man, this shit." sounds stranger than fiction. I don't know if you remember me remember having that conversation with me or not, Serena, but I remember I do remember telling you like it was like this was stranger than fiction to me. Okay. This is something that some that some uh somebody with a very dark mind would come up with in Hollywood to write a script on a movie right. or a TV show for. That's what <laughs> exactly. I would think. And exactly. it it doesn't take long. It doesn't take a. It doesn't take a whole lot of. You don't have to go and research uh, like extensively to find about find out about these stories and this type of stuff. It, literally, a fifteen minute Google search and you're like you're neck deep into it. You're you're just scratching the surface of this rabbit hole, but you're going deep into it already. And there are so many other stories out there. I mean, and it, it goes deep, Val. It goes deep into a lot of political corruption, yeah. and just I, I, on state I, levels and local levels. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, no, go ahead. Sorry about that.
0: Go ahead. No, oh, no, no, you were, burnt, like, were you going to say I, something?
1: Yeah, I, I was going to say, I'm burly. like what you're saying, I, I'm barely looking into these things surprisingly. Like, I'm telling you, all this has just reopened up the womb again. So I'm burly, like, whoa, Bethel, 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 you know, like I wake up, Bethel, go to sleep, Bethel, you know, like I'm on it. Like yeah. I was before, like I said, I let it go for a little bit. Like I wasn't like, you know just dealing with my own life problems and then again all this happened and it's just like whoa so i'm i'm barely finding about the barbara about the boy story all this it's, it's disgusting yeah yeah
0: it is but we're here
1: and yes, i'm yes, here yes. to, sh- i'm here to
0: share and, and, and all and of you stories
1: and, and i'm I, i'm so proud of everybody that came out of there and and is doing okay now you know i know it's hard to live through what we went through,
0: so. Yeah, um, and everybody's going, and everybody's at a different point in their healing journey in life, too. I, I can tell. Everybody's got some things they, they deal with and go through, and the only thing I can say for all of y'all, not just you, Val, but all the TTI survivors, all survivors, all traumas, is that I'm here and that I believe y'all and that I love y'all. You know, like I say a lot on TikTok, and you've probably seen that. Uh, you might have seen me say it to a bunch of different other survivors of different things, too. Yeah. And I say it all the time, is that yeah. uh, I see you, Survivor, and I love you.
1: Cause yeah. I mean that.
0: You know, I see truly mean
1: that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I see your videos. <laughs> it's I, you good know, thing what you do. You know, it takes bravery for what you do. So I give it to you, and thank you.
0: You're welcome. Uh, it's, and it's hard sometimes to, to, to take, you know, compliments like that too, because I feel like there's a part of me in the back of my mind where I feel like, you know, y'all stories is what fuel me, right? You, you, the, these, these stories I see, you know, the stories that y'all do on my podcast and people I've talked to privately that are still not ready to share their story and the people on TikTok as well, uh, and all over social media, it just, it, it fuels my soul. To, to keep fighting and keep pushing because it's like, no, do more, do more, do more. Don't let up, don't let up. And some people might think, well, you know, you're going to burn yourself out and everything. Look, I do take my, I do take my breaks. I do take my time, my days off on this. And it's a weird feeling. Like when you're, when your is on fire for this, you know, when you, when you, when you set a blaze, it's like, I, I think back to what Bob Marley said, he was at uh, one point he got attacked I think it was right before a concert or right at a concert or something like that. And uh, he was in the hospital and he was like, hurry up, give me my medicine, get get bandage up my wounds and everything. Let me go back. I got to go back and perform and everything like that. And they were like, well, Hey man, look, you, you might want to take a break and everything. He said something profound that uh, stuck with me. He said, you know, thing with, uh, with, with hate, hate never takes a day off. So yeah. why should love, you know, why should love ever take a day off? Yeah. And, that man was a was a fucking healer you know he he was popular for his for his music and everything like that but he had a mission in life to heal the world with love hmm. and that's the that's the same mission a lot of I see a lot of other men and women on social media do as well they they, they it, the numbers are growing right people are waking up they're starting to see how broken the, the system is and how you know the, how y- have y'all been treated as survivors and they want to help they want, they want to be there for, there's good men and women that actually believe y'all and that want to be there for y'all and help y'all. And I'm one of them, you know, and I love y'all to death. I, I love the fact that Sabrina flung me into this world and I got to meet, I'm get, I've gotten to meet already so many wonderful and interesting people from it. And
1: Same. I love
0: every, each, I know I love each and every single one of y'all, you know, and then, then now we're all in these little, uh, these little messengers, uh, groups and everything as well and we go back and forth joking with each other and everything like that it, you know just people are just healing together through that camaraderie and just sharing parts and pieces of their lives and everything and it just it's a wonderful feeling you know to find other people that want to they want to heal the world with love yeah that's where i'm at in life
1: yeah no and and so far so good you know And what you like i said what you're doing
0: is a good thing and I appreciate it. And I'll I tell you what you did today was a very brave thing. And I know it yes. wasn't easy.
1: No, and... it wasn't. But I, it, it honestly felt good. I didn't think it was going to, to be honest. Like, I was like, what if I regret it? Or what if, but it, it feels good. And I really hope a lot more girls open up. I really do. We
0: appreciate Thank it. You.
2: Yeah, I'm so proud of you, Val. I know you're so <laughs> nervous. And um, I just want to say, I'm so blessed to have you in my life. I feel like we're going to be life on friends. And one yes. day I'm going to come out there to Cali, girl. We're going to go to Coachella, baby. Yes, <laughs> so- I've never Coachella. been. So
1: let's we're do it.
2: do it. I don't care if we're 50 we're old ladies. We're going to be out there, girlfriend. So um, you deserve to live the rest of your life in. And- Peace and I hope that you continue to try to heal and continue with therapy. And if you need anything at all, if I'm able to help you, I will do my best to try to help you. Um, I'm just a phone call away. So
0: same here. Same (laughs) here. Sorry. No, it's okay.
1: (laughs) I was bad, but thank you guys so much. I I I appreciate you guys. We appreciate you. I I keep saying it over and over again. You know, like yeah.
2: yeah. But thank you for trusting us. Um, you know, with your story um, and and sharing it with us.
1: Thank me. Thank you for having me here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Anytime. Yeah. you said the sweet soul and we love you to death.
1: Thank you. You're I love welcome. you guys too. If I had been in
2: Bethel, did it makes you feel any better, if I was in Bethel at the same time as you, I wouldn't have let Bubba do that shit to you, girl, because he would have had it gone through me. You probably would have been. I was one of those that... It,
1: you girl I, I wish i had uh, your <laughs> your strength
2: I, I can't stand the under like i can't stand i'm a bully that hates a bully that is yeah. me <laughs> i bully back I can't
1: that's good though uh, you you have good like self-defense you know and that's a good thing really good thing i wish i had it girl
0: oh hey i want to ask one question before we before we leave off in here and everything i know we're kind of saying our goodbyes but uh what uh did you ever hear about you know, while you were there as well, I know Brittany said that Sabrina had a legend, after, a legacy, a legend after she left out of there. Do you hear stories about Sabrina when you were there at the program?
1: Unfortunately, I don't remember. You know, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Sure I did. You know, just, I just I, I I have such a like my memory is. See? Yeah, <laughs> everything, that's, that's you know, everything I, I've been through, I didn't even talk like half of what you know, but it just that's fine. Yeah. share
0: what you can you know it's all i can tell anybody and it's fine you know what you know it, memories come back and I, I hope that you're you're in a better healing place when they do oh, yeah. it's funny yeah. we
2: were talking about who started the peanut butter oreo oh, yeah and that was me me and alexis started that we watched the movie parent trap and i was like oh i bet you that's good and she's like yeah let's try it and we did and there weren't the peanut butter and oreo trend <laughs> so it was bomb yes
1: yeah. oh i also hate the shampoo um the from Sa- suave i don't even know suave, suave oh, the OC? yeah, uh, yeah no. Ocean. the ocean one i hate it it reminds me of there <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah we would have yeah. like the cheapest like vo5 suave dollar shampoo when our parents would send us, money. It, it was crazy because we would have like a commissary, but then they would take our money and buy the cheapest stuff, but then they would keep the money. It's like they had their own stock of things to give to us. It's not, it's, it was weird. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I, oh, even talking about that, uh, my, my, I don't know who sent me, but one of my family members sent me a camera and I didn't even get to use it. You know who enjoyed it was their kids. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I would have been pissed. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I was, But you know, you can't say nothing.
0: Oh, well, you can I, say it here. That's one I, thing. You can say know, yeah. yeah, Yeah, you can say it now, girl.
2: Um, yeah. Whichever one of y'all fountain kids took Valerie Lopez's camera, I'm gonna need y'all to uh, reimburse her for that camera because I know y'all listening. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, I know y'all's a product of y'all's environment, but that was a little messed up. Give the girl camera back. Um, it's yeah. 2023. I know y'all suckers got some money. Give a girl a yes. new camera. Thank you.
0: Yeah, and pay them <laughs> and pay them damn Bethel boys back too, and everything.
1: Exactly, everybody. Yeah.
0: yeah, refunds for everybody with interest yeah. now. Exactly. <laughs> uh, that's obvious. That know. Yeah, screw
1: I also remember when a girl tried to run away, and and we were, I think, in the kitchen, and she, the uh, other girls ran for her, and they got her, and Bubba sat on her.
0: Mm. What?
1: Yeah, he sat on her, and he kept telling her, "Are you gonna?" I don't remember. I don't know if. It was Mellon.
2: was it when Kelly took the truck what? what was it when Kelly took the truck stole the truck and rain it was you there when Kelly was there when she no. stole the red truck into no. the fence and he smashed the white truck and yo yeah, oh yeah, yeah yeah, oh my
1: god no, I
2: don't think I don't remember that <laughs> yeah. okay you might have been hold, at the same time
0: holy shit hold on Sabrina not, well, what's this yeah, <laughs> tell us this really? story As
2: well yeah. it's not really my story to tell but there was a girl there um, that took one of the, the Fountain's truck and was going to run away and escape. And uh, on her way to leave, after she got the keys, um, uh, Herman Fountain and not was pulling up in another truck and then Bubba got into another white truck and they fenced her into the fence. They crashed yeah. into her to stop her from leaving. And had they not, she could have escaped. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, That's no, I, was- I have, I have, on the podcast, I'm hoping more.
2: one of these days I'll get her on this podcast. She's not ready to to
0: share yeah. it, but yeah. But yeah. I remember yeah,
1: uh, we slaughtered we that. slaughtered a, like oh my god, we slaughtered a, a a deer one time there, and for I don't know if it was for Christmas or Thanksgiving, I don't know, but and I was I was the one that took it, and I thought to myself like I could freaking run right now, like like right here is the op- but I was so scared I was like nah I'm just gonna go back, <laughs> right. It's just scary oh, yeah. because you know you. It's like you're you're young. I'm only like 14 years old, and just like you know, just scary. Girl, don't feel bad because the
2: fir- the second time when I ran away, um, I called and told Ashton to pick my ass back up.
1: <laughs> <I was laughs> like, um, I'm lost. Yeah, I guess I have to go back. Oh, God. I know. Well,
2: yeah, it's just that brainwashing that they use, you know, Definitely. to keep you fearful. Definitely that. They
0: they were really good at that, yes. Yeah, they had decades to perfect it.
2: decades.
0: Yeah. I know, um, so there's a, the, I did an episode with a lady named Keena and this this was not at Bethel, this was at a place called New Bethany, up in up in Louisiana. Um, where she was one out of only three girls that escaped. And she escaped with another girl. Her name was Dottie as well. Um, and so She sorry about that. I got a guy who's running a rev his motorcycle up over here and play loud music. Hold on. Such a wonderful recording studio I have. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, uh, yeah, she was one out of of three that escaped from this place. And uh, I mean, I remember her story. She was getting shot at. Uh, She was going through the woods and the briars and everything like that. Eventually made all the way to I-20. Which is Interstate Twenty that runs, uh, and she went too far from Monroe, Louisiana, and then the, then the uh, sheriff's department picked her up, and she got mm-hmm. placed in a different home and everything. But yeah, it, it was a it was a insane story. She uh, you reminded me, you you, you kind of triggered that memory for me because when you said you were doing laundry, that's what she was doing when she escaped and everything. She, oh, t- wow. she took the laundry, yeah, she took the laundry and ran straight to the uh, fence line with Dottie and uh and then left out of there and everything. They were, I think a day or two in the woods, going through all that. And it was cold too at that time as well. But yeah yeah no there, there's so many different types of stories that go on in these places, but yeah definitely yes yeah. oh, man, but I
1: think I think we can keep going and go. if i if i if I would remember i I could probably even just probably we're gonna need like another day of podcasting <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, look, but I'm I mean, always down for part always, two,
2: yeah, there's always yeah. a part two when you feel better and up to it and when you have feel like you have more strength to. To do this because I know today was very emotional for you and you oh, know definitely. there's a lot of tears and it's hard. Um, it took me years to get to the point where I just you know can tell it all. So, um, there is no rush to this. You you do it on your pace, girlfriend. We're here for you. This is your story. It's not me. It's not <laughs> Jeremy's story. It's yours, girl. Yeah. I appreciate
1: so. you guys.
0: No problem. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on. And
1: of course, uh, you
0: know, you know, uh, like I tell all my interviewees, you know, y'all more than just an episode, Timmy. So I'm going to tell you, like I tell everybody publicly, stay in touch with me, call yes, me. Sure. If you don't hear from me, call me because I don't want nobody to get lost in the sauce or anything, but you know how it is being, keeping up with people and being busy and everything like that. If you don't hear back from me within a, like a month, you definitely give me a call and say, Hey, what the hell, man? You know, you, you forgot about me now. You got too big time for me, you know, <laughs> and just stay in touch with me. Okay. Cause I, 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 I love talking with you. I love having the conversations with you. Yes. Um, Find another when I find another uh, taco truck like I did the other day, I'll send some more pictures and everything. Yes, yeah, definitely. I'm <laughs> yeah. learning a
1: lot of new words from you too. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, a lot a lot of the new foods and everything that down yes. here. Yes. Yeah,
1: see, when you said when you said the I thought because you said you're having you know, so I was looking, I was like, I wonder what and that plate, what is that called? You know, I'm thinking it's, I didn't know. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah. So that, uh,
1: I truly pr- apologize for that because I didn't know, you know. Oh, oh yeah. Son. I
0: think what you 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 sent me off in a craze when you were like, What's crackling? And I was like, Whoa, <laughs> no, no, uh-uh. it it. <laughs> yeah. uh I know you knew. After I after I recorded that minute long explanation about it, I'm like, Oh damn. <laughs> oh Dan, Dan
1: explained yeah. it
0: yeah (laughs) and then uh oh yeah i remember and for a lot of the listeners that are listening in that that you know we were on like a uh we're on like a like a messenger group and everything we're we're, we there's like a bunch of different other survivors where we're just talking just random stuff it has nothing to do with the tti just just different things in our day and then some sometimes we'll we'll somebody might post a picture of something and it just sparks off like a hundred messages when I get back to it and everything It's all this homework I got to (laughs) read. But, uh, yeah, uh, we're going to stay in touch and you know, we're going to keep growing, you know?
1: Cause at the end, I don't know. I see it like this. I, you guys know what I went through. So it's easier for me to go to you guys and talk about it. And when I need to let something out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. When you go and talk to somebody about it, which uh, I don't know why these words trigger me. It's going to be okay. You're going to be fine. Everything's going to be okay. I know. I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm telling fine. you
2: that I'm, I'm not fine. okay. No, I,
1: I understand it's
2: like a, I'm telling you right now that I'm not okay and you're dismissing that yeah, kind no, of feeling no. like it's not okay. I obviously <laughs> still feel the need to talk about it. So I need to talk about it, damn it. Here. Yeah. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> I always tell them I always said like I understand that I'm fine. I know everything around me is going good, but uh, mentally, I'm not. You know, I try to explain it to them. Yeah. Right. You know, you, there's some people that are stronger than others. And unfortunately, I'm trying to be there, you know? And I am going to be there. Yeah. I will. It's <laughs> right. Will. You are. I will.
0: It's a journey. We all
1: will be. Yeah. We're going to be, you know, we have each other. Like I said. So even though we're all far apart, but we're close at heart. <laughs> yes. That's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But thank you for having me again. I appreciate it.
0: Oh, no, no problem. Anytime. Anytime. And Sabrina's always willing to come on. Uh, you know, schedule's permitting and everything like that is always willing to come on with me and co-host with me, which I'm Sabrina, like I say, every time I appreciate it. I'm thankful for you to be on here because you give an insight that I don't have and i i mean I,
2: today you did so good you knew questions was coming up buddy you're like oh, all right i'm on it i'm like i'm just gonna yeah. do your thing jeremy this is your podcast do your <laughs> <thing."> <laughs> you did good jeremy you did good you did you thank did. you i appreciate it i see the growth with you too and it's just it's amazing just to be a part of it and that you guys yeah. want me to be a part of this with you and yes. um i
1: just appreciate it so much and I appreciate you again, again you know, <laughs> I do because like without you, I'd, I'd probably be like, um, I don't know. Um, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I'm nervous. I don't know why I'm just like that. Sorry.
0: It's okay. Yeah. Y'all gonna make me cry now and everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love y'all to death. And I, man, I, like I said, Sabrina, I I, I appreciate you cause I would have been lost, uh, with, with some of these interviews and everything. So I, You're a a very big help, not only to the survivors, but to an outsider like me as well. And so, much thanks to you. You're
2: welcome. Yeah.
0: Well, ladies, I think this concludes the interview for today, but not Uh, forever. Yes. And uh, I love y'all. Y'all be safe. And remember remember this. I see you, Survivor, and I love you.
1: I see y'all.
2: Love y'all, too. Love you guys, too. Bye-bye. Bye
0: bye. So, that's my interview with Valerie. And wow, just a amazing, sweet, kind-hearted, compassionate lady who is on this healing journey now in her life. Y'all could tell that there are some things we did not cover in the you know in the interview and. There was for good reasons. I think for part two, there's gonna be other things that are gonna be uncovered and everything as well. I can't say what they are yet, so y'all have to stay tuned. And that's not to that's not a gimmick and that's not a hook to keep you reeled in, to keep listening to every drop I do every Friday. That's just because there are things that are shared with me that I don't put out publicly until it's the right time. But I will say that I am very proud and honored to have somebody on their healing journey take that first step with me. And a lot of people, once they share their first interview on a podcast, they come back remembering other things. They come back wanting to tell more. And Valerie is going to be one of those individuals that's going to do a part two on her story. She, you know, like with Miss Kina, like with her... There are memory losses. There are different blanks and different parts of the stories and everything. And that's a common thing with people who have traumas. The mind is going to protect itself from fracturing. So you'll have people that have disassociation, memory loss, things of that sort, in nature and degree. All I know is that just a sweet, caring, kind-hearted person is Valerie. And a lot of these survivors, a lot of my interviewees are those type of people. They just, they know what it's like to be hurt and know what it's like to be broken. And they don't want nobody else to feel that kind of pain. And when I originally started this podcast, I didn't have survivors in mind. I was glad that I had friends who put that idea, planted that seed, if you will, into my heart and into my brain and I'm glad I acted on that because this, this is more than just you know bitching about pedophiles and, and and rapists and everything like that. This is really for survivors. and we should gather around them and, and, and love them and support them and help them heal. because personally, in my life, I know too many survivors. You know, even if you know one, one's too many in my opinion. And for these people that beat, hurt, yell, scream, molest, rape, and all these other brutal, heinous acts toward children, y'all know my stance on how I feel about those type of people and what we should do with them. And I'll just say it like this. Final solutions produce final results. And I'll keep it like that. But it's more about being here for for survivors. And when you tell a survivor, hey, I see you and I love you. That means more to them than any kind of justice you can bring to them. Because it's validation. It's like, you know, finally somebody believes me. That's a main, very, very main common thread that I also see with survivors. Survivors the invalidation that they were told when they got out of these programs. Oh, well, you're just a bad kid. You just didn't like discipline. You know, you just didn't want to be told what to do. I mean, because it's told to the parents like that, right? When people start having doubts about these programs and not spend that money with them, they go, oh, these kids just, they don't want to listen to authority. I saw that in a news interview when William not he's been a common th- he's been a common theme in some of these interviews from Bethel he was the drill instructor when he left Bethel and went over to Pritchard Alabama which I think is over in the Mobile area if I'm not mistaken he started a, another school where he did the same brutal tactics to children there he got arrested he got charged with five counts of child abuse. What was more interesting was the people from the church that supported this organization, because I think it was Bishop Young's organization. There was a lady on there, and I think even Bishop Young said on TV. He said, oh, these kids just don't want to, they don't have any freedom anymore. They can't go on Facebook. They can't go on, you know, they can't stay out late at night. They can't go do drugs. They can't go do what they want to do. That's all it is. They're just complaining and, and, and crying about that. And people buy into that. This is real. These children were. Beaten. Drowned. Resuscitated. Waterboarded. uh, Dogs sicked on them. Gladiator style. Boxing rings. Were put on these boys. The girls. You know. I mean. Molested. You know torn down, told that they were worthless, they were sluts, they were whores, they were inward lovers, uh, I, I mean, just all kind of other slurs and, and horrible things that you would never, that if the fathers of these girls, the fathers that cared about these young girls saw a man pointing there, you know, poking them in the head and telling them how worthless and, and just what a piece of shit they are, I guarantee you that those individuals would never get back up. And I'm looking at you, Bubba Fountain. It's odd that he would do that and have such love for his own daughter but no one but no, no one else's daughter. I guarantee you that if those people that ran those facilities, if their kids were done the same way that they've done other people's children, they would go crazy as well. They would go ballistic odd how that is. But hey, this ain't Bubba Fountain's story. This ain't Herman Fountain's story. This ain't William Knott's story. This isn't any other, anybody else's from the staff story. This is Valerie Lopez's story. And she's just a sweet, caring individual who has tried to heal. And you saw what the effects of what they did to her happened through her life after, not prior, but after She left the program. She didn't get better. She got worse. And it took her a long time to realize that. And to heal from it. All I can tell. Valerie or any other survivor. Whether they're from the troubled teen industry. Or any other type of trauma. And it's like I say. All the time. I see you survivor. And I love you. Because if now. When I used to dream about having superpowers. I used to. Dream about all these different powers I would have. And now the power I wish I could have have is to just hug somebody and take away their pain. Because it breaks my heart into a million pieces. To see people who went through this and suffer to this day. The scars they have to carry every single day for the rest of their lives. That's painful. That hurts. And a common thing I see with survivors of heinous crimes is they think that normal people, us people that didn't go through some of these things, that we don't give a shit about them. And I really believe that's far from the truth. I really believe that you listeners out there, y'all care. To some level, shape, or degree, y'all actually care. I know y'all care because y'all reached out to me. Y'all told me y'all care. People on TikTok have told me they cared. To what degree and to what level, that's that's varying and different. But I know y'all care though. So if you know Valerie and you personally know her and you've heard this whole interview and you got all the way to this point, when you get done listening to this episode, reach out to her and just tell her, I see you, Survivor, and I love you. I guarantee you she will cherish that more than anything else because she has good people around her that are just a phone call away that love her and think about her and make sure that she's okay. She has good friends, but I guarantee you she can always use more good friends and good allies and people that really want her to heal. All I can hope for and wish for is that if you have a child or if you know someone in your family that went through the troubled teen industry, and they might not call it the troubled teen industry, it might have been a camp, it might have been a military school, a boarding school, a wilderness program, a rehab place, a conversion therapy place, reunification camps, whatever the hell it is, ask them what it was like. Let them tell you and believe them. Because I guarantee you. They're not bullshitting you. These stories are by the thousands. And I will never believe. That this is some conspiracy. I will never believe. That this is just a made up farce. At all. These survivors got the receipts. This is an ongoing battle. And they are fighting. To shut down these heinous places. Some people are are very successful at it. And places are getting shut down. But these kids are still broken. They still need help. And they still need healing. So if you have a child that suffers from some some type of trauma, get them some help. Give them some real legitimate help. Like Sabrina said, there are places that exist, but you gotta do your research. Just a modicum of research. If you really care about your kid. Otherwise they're going to end up with a lot of trauma or PTSD. Or they'll end up in a body bag. It's your choice parents. It's your choice relatives. I just hope that y'all make the right choice. And understand what these kids go through. Hold your kids tight, love them, protect them. Protect them from these monsters. They're everywhere, and they're in every facet of our life. So, besides that, all I can say is, I see you, Survivor, and I love you. Protect all children, even if they're not your own. Be safe. Goodbye.